Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The world outside your window is not great, but here are post recaps. Everything is super married uh i am here one of your hosts jason reed to cover with my co-host sasha joseph episode two of secret invasion entitled promises sasha or whoever is claiming to be sasha today how are you doing uh and and are you as surprised as i am at the end of this episode oh the the liable i have to say on account that everyone we had to go camera off because of my bad internet but jason did show up with a Scroll background, so I'm just I'm just trying to uh, me you know, thinks relate you're to you, directing. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Say what you want. I feel like you're the one with all the green on, not me. <laughs> sure, yeah. Say what you want to to you know blend in with me. Say so, yeah, I'm video off. I don't know if your scroll shape changing is not working today. You're or, right. You know whatever it is, but she, you showed up on, not on camera, so I don't know who I'm talking to exactly. It is <laughs> early for me on Sunday, so maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're you're oh. in your house chopping some carrots and you're uh, in your scroll, uh, you know, uniform, and you're just like, I don't feel like changing for this podcast. I'm gonna go camera off today. That's real. You're right. <laughs> you got me. Oh my um, so so episode two. Um, I like this. I, I thought this was a great episode. I really love this episode. How how did you feel overall about the episode? Yeah, this what this one felt like a just a great spy like thriller episode, right? Like it wasn't anything in my mind it felt very disconnected with marvel obviously all the signs are leading to marvel stuff but i just i appreciate it i think how different it felt and how just like cool it was and uh very gory true, which yeah. i was not expecting i was like am i watching a marvel show very true uh, I, just, I just thought this episode was packed with so much great stuff from mm-hmm. you know from monologues from from fun action moments and some some cool revelations and some questions that are going to be answered going down the line 
Yeah, it felt like, again, that's what I I really feel like this series is going to be. Jason is like a lot of setup for future, right? Like for the mm-hmm. next Marvel anything coming right. up. I feel like you need to almost watch this. Yeah, for sure. Um, so just just let's jump into the episode to start this episode we got kind of a we got a little bit of a primer actually yes. kind of on scrolls and on the situation with talos and nick fury i felt like this would have been probably a, a better thing to lead into episode one than episode two to kind of really give us a setup if you hadn't seen anything pre-secret invasion or actually maybe i should just say if you hadn't seen captain marvel like, yeah because 1, all the yeah, all the pre-stuff that we need to know pretty much happened in Captain Marvel. So we got a quick primer on what happened in Captain Marvel, why the scrolls are here, what led them here. So I thought that was that was pretty fun. And that was in 1995. So that was when Captain Marvel took place. Um, so after the little flashback to Captain Marvel, we get, uh, I guess you could say another flashback. We, are, uh, we start the episode proper in 1997. So two years after the uh, events of Captain Marvel. Yeah, uh, we are in Brixton, London. Uh, we see a bunch of scrolls gather around. We also see Nick Fury is in this room. Uh, we get a scroll coming up to Nick, and uh, Nick, you know, greets her. It's like, "Oh, hey, Vara, how are you?" Uh, keep that in mind because it might come up later. Uh, it, so, yes. Okay, yeah. that part because yes. I have that in my notes too. Yes. Um, so Vara intros Nick to Gravik. At this point, Gravik is seemingly a young scroll now. The I think the question is how do you scrolls age right because we got a we got a kind of a a, a moment from Talos in episode one it's like mm-hmm. well you know scrolls really age the way that humans do so but in, in appearance sake it looks like Gravik is a teenager uh, in this for in this time in 1997 yeah. so he's a teen scroll uh, so she, she tells Nick. You know, Gravik's parents were killed in the war. He got here on his own in a, in a spaceship after his parents died. He knows how to survive. And we could really use someone like him. I thought that this was interesting, how Vara was kind of uh, prepping Nick for this and kind of in, uh, how she was talking about Gravik in this way. It, I mean, is Vara kind of like kind of like a Nick Fury counterpart in a way? Because it, it was kind of like, hey, uh, this kid's all alone. We need to help him. But it was also kind of like, hey. We could really use this kid. He's good. Let's let's figure out a way to make him an asset. Yeah, I think that's where we're getting a little lost still, right? Where um, one, Gravik is not his child. Great. Right. Right. Yep. So <laughs> throw that theory out yep, of the yep. way. That's, that's a theory uh, we can mark off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in a way. I think we could still kind of turn it. Um, True, but yeah, you know, we'll not biological yeah. um, right, exactly, child. Yeah. And uh, so that's interesting but makes sense and uh we here's the thing i kind of like that it was in episode two a little bit because maybe we got like okay i need to know more about gravic i need to know more about x y and z oh now it's all answered because uh, my husband is actually watching this show which is crazy because um he doesn't really like to watch marvel but uh-huh. he's very into this because yeah. he loves like spy thriller stuff and he was like after episode one he's like i'm just so lost and i said hmm, if only there was a podcast you could yeah. go to yeah but you know it's fine and this episode it, to him it was almost like connecting all the dots which i felt like was interesting so you know i understand why it should be episode one or watch captain marvel yeah, did, and did i think get it was a lot, cool did he get a lot out of that captain marvel precursor not really because uh, he don't remember yeah. 
That's why I'm just, that's why I think I'm saying, like, I think they needed it anyway for the casuals, for the filthy yeah. casuals. Filthy casual, yeah. But, um, and I think it's interesting because we were right in that maybe at least Gravik was trained by Nick Fury, right? Mm-hmm. And I just have to say, I'm exhausted by the amount of times um, Captain Marvel's name or Carol's name has just been used, right? It's like, yep. she's going to come down to Earth and be like, keep my name out of your <laughs> mouth. Right. You know, literally, but uh, so I feel like everyone's involved, right? Like uh, every le- older scroll that Nick Fury is cool with, I think, um, mm. is part of, I bet, some kind of a council yeah. that Nick Fury, I think, is like trying to um, help, you know, mm-hmm. with the promises, which is the name right, of the episode. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I think that's definitely a good point. Um Nick Fury comes over to Gravik, introduces himself, and says, "Hey, Gravik, I, you know, you're you're a brave kid, uh, but you know, you know, our work is dangerous." Gravik mm-hmm. says, "Yes, I know, I'm not afraid." Nick says, "Yeah, I know you aren't." I thought it was interesting because when Nick approaches Gravik, he try, I think he tries to do the kind of head, uh, yeah, the head bonding thing that Nick does with all the scrolls that he knows, but Gravik kind of backs away. But then when once Nick kind of, you know softens the gravic up in a way says hey i know i know who you are i know you're not afraid he, he lets them do the head thing so they do that at the end uh, of their little talk uh at this point talos kind of addresses the whole scroll group uh it looks like it's be about maybe 20 people in in total there uh, uh scrolls he says you know hey we're, i know that you came here looking for a home and you've and you've been out there you've only found violence and hate in your search for a home and now all our entire species species is scattered across the galaxy but those of you that have made it to, to earth are here for one reason and one reason only nick fury tell says i trust this man and you all know that i don't trust very easily so this is kind of a retroactive guilt trip yes (laughs) it's like hey i put all my trust in you nick and you let us all down that's what kind of tell us how how this was set up to the scrolls that came to earth like hey this guy right here this guy this is a great guy he's going to get us a home and he is awesome and then now we're you know fast forward to now where the scrolls are mad because nick did not you know do good on that promise but I feel like they have a right to be pissed. Like, what's up? You know, yeah. like, give me updates. Like, maybe the Nick Fury gives the council updates, but the council isn't updating the folks, right? Like, must somewhere there is miscommunication. And I'm just, I'm tired too. And I've only been with them two episodes. And I was like, you know what? I get it. The I'm scrolls really, aren't wrong. I'm really curious to know what Nick's, uh, point of view is because we haven't yes. really we haven't really gotten that in these two episodes of why uh he whether he abandoned the the quest for a home or he was just like i just i couldn't find a home for y'all or it's just like i don't know i've been busy okay i, I became the leader of the avengers i got the avengers together exactly. i disappeared for five years i was busy my bad i want to know what his viewpoint is on on whether he thinks the scrolls are kind of right to be pissed at him or whether he's just like, it's not really my fault. I tried. I, I really want to know what his view is on that. Yeah. And his conversation with Talos, not to skip ahead, but right in the train mm-hmm. leads me to believe the latter that he's kind of like, bro, I've been busy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a busy 30 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
So uh, Nick Nick then addresses the whole group. He says, listen, uh, you know, ever since I met Talos, I believe that scrolls and humans can trust each other, which is going to be an interesting point to come back to later in that train scene you're talking about where he kind of switches up from that. Uh, but, you know, Nick, Nick kind of then goes into a pitch to the scrolls. He's like, listen, I need you guys to help me protect my world. And while you guys keep the earth safe, Carol Danvers and I will work on finding you a new home. I was yep. like, okay, slipping Carol's name in there. Interesting. Um, we they, then scroll, Nick says, I, I want to know who's going to sign up to, to be with me. Who's going to take the pledge? Uh, so the first person that steps up is Soren, who is Talos's wife. And after Soren kind of steps up and changes, uh, she changes her shape into a human. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I guess that's kind of let everybody know that she's, she's in on the planet with Nick. Uh, so basically everybody that's there steps up volunteers. They all shapeshift into a human. Uh, interestingly enough though, uh, when I, cause I went back and, and watched this after the revelations of the very end of this, of the episode, right, right. the the woman that introduced Nick to Gravik and Gravik do not change. They are stay in scroll form, uh, which, you know, was interesting to me. Um, Nick says, you know, you keep your word, I'll keep mine. And we kind of end that scene on, on Gravik, uh, you know, Kid Gravik kind of watching Nick as he's saying this stuff. Yeah, and uh, it's just this woman is interesting. I'll say that. Maybe we'll hold it until later. <laughs> yes. Um. So Y'all now know we, what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh. Now we are back in the presence. We are still in the, in the aftermath of the Unity Day bombing. Uh. We're right after Nick is still holding Maria. Um. So what happens next is somebody grabs Fury. We're not sure who it is at first. Someone grabs Fury, throws him Fury, throws him in a van. Mm-hmm. We also get someone grabbing, uh, you know, one of the bombers or one of the people that we know were involved in the bombing. They someone grabs him, takes him in a separate van. Uh, so then we see that it's so the person that took Fury shapeshifts once he gets to the van. We see that it's of course Talos is the person that got Nick out of there. You know, grabs him away from Naria and kind of kidnapped him in a way and yeah. got him out of there. Uh, so we are now, you know, we come to a train. We're in a train. So, so two soldiers come by looking for Fury. They come into someone's compartment, and it's a woman that answers the door when they knock on the compartment door, and they ask, "So we're looking for this black guy." And she's like, "A black guy on a Moscow on a train from <laughs> Moscow to Warsaw? Yeah, I don't think so." Uh, so once the soldiers depart, of course, we see that the lady uh, shapeshifts back into Talos, uh, and Fury comes out of this the compartment in the in the uh, in the train out of the compartment's bathroom, I guess, or closet, I don't know. And he's looking he's looking pretty stylish. He got he's got his nice uh, he's got his nice swagger suit on. Yeah, this seems to be like the moment where we see Nick Fury in like investigator mode, right? Like when we has mm-hmm. the fedora on, the glasses yeah. specifically, versus I think when he's chill he has the beanie on it feels like so we're seeing these different sides of nick fury and i think we're really getting to know him as a whole right and seeing like oh this is him in this mode versus that mode like business versus normal this is samuel l jackson shaft mode (laughs) yeah he's got he got a swagger on Um, that uh so fury and talos uh they they sit in the train they they they're taking the train ride fury Fury, you know, starts to talk to us about, you know, when he used to ride the train with his mom. Uh, he talks about how, you know, he and his mom used to have to sit in the in the colored car and they weren't allowed to go to the dining car. So they would bring food on their own. He talked about how, you know, fried chicken was gone as soon as we got mm-hmm. on the train. Is that good? He talks to Talos about, hey, you know, me and my mom used to play this game to pass the time when we were riding on the train. 
the game is called tell me something i don't know and at this point you're like hmm, okay something <laughs> something is coming up here fury you know has a story about how he would you know try and trick his mom by bringing up something else so he wouldn't tell the truth but his mom knew uh that, that he wasn't telling the truth so he he then turns it on grab on uh talos and says talos tell me something i don't know talos says um uh, he he wants to know. Tell me something I don't know about the destruction of Skrullos. Uh, Tal says, "Um, mm-hmm. yeah, you pretty much know everything. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about." Fury says, "No, this game is telling me something I don't know," which is almost sort of like a veiled threat. <laughs> so Talos is like, "Okay, okay, fine." So you know, we tried to hold the Kree off from destroying Skrullos, but we couldn't do it. Um, so about a million of us uh, left the the colony. Um, you know, and uh, Fury says, "Well, tell me about those scroll, those million scrolls that fled. Tell me something I don't know about that." <laughs> Tyler says, "Well, <laughs> what you don't know is that they're all here on Earth." This really shocks Fury. Fury's like, "Wait, whoa, whoa! They're, you're telling me right now, at this moment in time, there are a million scrolls on Earth." No, I think that this is where he became the owl, right? Like he's like, who, what, no, who? what? <laughs> yeah. and then and then because owl imagery is like huge. Uh, even mm-hmm. in the back of uh, Nick Fury, uh, like on the seat, there's some like owl stuff written there. So I don't know why, but we'll see later maybe. Oh, but yeah. uh, interestingly enough, also he, I feel like his head did like a a, a three sixty, like yeah. legitimately he could not handle what just happened he's like i didn't keep my promise but that doesn't equal y'all just do whatever yeah Uh, and talos actually does mention something interesting he says you know all those not in emperor drogue drogue's Mm -hmm. colony i said "Ooh, who's emperor drogue is that going to be something that's going to come up later is this going to be sort of like are we going to find out that that may be the real um big bad here at some point i I don't know it's interesting and it seems like they're still hierarchical right Mm -hmm. like it's not just like a basic sit down moment yeah Uh, and then this kind of turns into a confrontation between fury and talos fury says you you lied to me talos like hey what was i supposed to do i I could either let my people be annihilated or i could call them here to earth Fury says, no, 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 that's not how this works. I am the host. That means I get to set the terms of visitation. Which Tyler I was says, like, oh, okay. It's been 17,000 years. Yeah, Talos says, uh, well, you were gone. You I, And I didn't think you were coming back. You were snapped. And then when you did come back from the snap, I couldn't talk to you. You were all bummed out. You left up for your space station. You were gone for years. I didn't know what to do. I, I thought it was very interesting. Like, as soon as Fury gets snapped, Talos is like, hmm. This might be a good opportunity, right? It's time. Just <laughs> yeah. try. It's like when you leave when you leave your house for like for a day, and you leave your friend there. Like, like yep, oh, might be time to throw a party. I don't know. Um, you know, the Fury and Talos argue for a while. Talos says, "You know, my hope is still that scrolls and humans can coexist." Fury says, "Hell, humans and humans can't coexist. How do you expect scrolls and humans coexist?" I said, "Wow, this is a." This is a big shift in philosophy from 30 years ago, Nick, when you were telling the scrolls that you thought the scrolls and humans could coexist. Now you're now you're really not about that at all. Exactly. And I think he's almost like it, or no, here's oh, I just came up with this. So mm-hmm. bear with me. Is this the reason why he's almost delaying the inevitable? You mean because Fury? he's saying, yeah, Nick Fury, because he's like, it's just they're not ready. Could like be. he um Earth is not ready because 
because another thing let's not forget as guardians are living their life no problem but again is this like it's racism or you know not racism but like alien discrimination right because as guardians look more human compared to everyone else right but most yeah true um, I, I think it also could just be the the wary that 30 plus years has taken on Nick Fury mm-hmm. uh, with all that he's seen and all that he's experienced. I mean, let's not forget that the Captain America um, Winter Soldier, how all yeah. that how all that played out. And we'll get a subtle reference to that a little bit later. But that that was all kind of human on human stuff like that. That someone tried to kill Nick. Uh, in that in that uh in that movie so it's like you know i I think maybe just a lot has happened for nick and he's like i I really changed my philosophy on this i don't know if we can add a million whole other people of a different species here and it'll be okay um so i mean that i think that's just to go to to show what the 30 years just how much of a toll that's taken on nick Mm -hmm. uh and nick is you know i I also found interesting this talos and nick conversation where it's kind of like you know, when when Talos goes, I think the humans and scrolls can coexist. I was like, kind of sound like a little bit of Charles Xavier right now. I yes, it, it yes. Like a, it's like a Charles Xavier Magneto conversation. I thought it was very interesting. Um, so, I mean, I think you probably put Gravik as like the Magneto of, yeah, of, of Talos as Charles Xavier, but but same same kind of premise. Uh, but, you know, Fury is so upset with Talos at this point. He's like, you know, we can't coexist on this planet. I don't even think we can coexist in this train car. I think this is your your time to get off the train. Jeez, no. it's so headache, right? Like all of this, where I was like, "Why can't we just all get along?" Y'all are yeah. killing me. Yeah, I mean, we won't see another uh, Fury and Talos conversation in this episode. I just wonder what this argument confrontation is going to do um, to their relationship, to the dynamic now of is Talos going to kind of go off on his own and take matters into his own hands in a way opposite of what fury wants so i think that's going to be an interesting thing to track um going forward in these episodes um so we leave the train car we are we go over to london we see that a casket is being taken out and looks like it's being put on a plane um and you know we can rightly assume that this is maria hill's body that we're uh we're seeing right now Mm -hmm. um and we see a a, you know an older lady kind of looking on uh really upset uh we then see the lady confront uh fury who is kind of he's he's kind of at a distance as all this is going on. we get the whole like kind of uh heroes um transfer to to this to this uh to this plane to take her body back over to america we have a bunch of soldiers we share your cask is wrapped in the american flag but fury is kind of off in the distance watching and this woman approaches fury and uh she says so what 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 happened like why can't why can't anyone tell me what's going on fury says listen uh it was quick uh it was done in moscow uh, there was someone that was coming after me and they hurt Maria to get to me. It was a trap meant for me. Elizabeth says, listen, Maria would have followed you to the gates of hell and back. Do not let her death be in vain. Do something about this. Uh, I think a very powerful, interesting scene here. Yes. And another thing, this is mega niche. And I maybe one person listening would know, but Maria Hill's mom is the, oh, I saw you Twitter something about this, and I had no idea what, the, oh, what this was. When you, my when you, God, the, the I picture. almost threw up because I was like, where do I know her from? Where do I know her from? Right, And in my mind, I'm seeing the scenes and what the heck. Well, if anyone watched the movie Bend It Like Beckham, she's the mom in Bend It Like Beckham. And she like, it's just so weird to like see that lady again because that movie feels like a very 
like you know stuck in its time no one <laughs> Kira Knightley was in it so it's not uh -huh. like people haven't broke out of it but it's like <laughs> I don't understand how because she's she's like mad that the daughters are playing football um like you know football is in or uh, in Europe in sorry in London so yes. actual football but anyway it was just so funny to see this lady because she's like this like like random white lady that doesn't understand Indian culture and she's like mm -hmm. she thinks that the Indian character is <laughs> in a lesbian relationship with Kira Knightley wow. and instead they're actually fighting about their coach <laughs> I call that a nostalgia bomb where you just yes, like, get transferred so just back like, to experience me? <laughs> what the hell? Like, I literally had to look her up on IMDb because I was like, how do I know her? You know, which like 2000s movie do I know her from? Mm -hmm. Oh, it was Benda like Beckham, everyone. But anyway, <laughs> so I was just like, I can't take it serious. I just can't. Um, we uh, we then see news coverage of the Unity Day attack. Um, and we had they reveal that someone's been taken into custody um named martin wallace this is the uh, quote-unquote american who was taken by the mysterious people at the unity day bombing uh and they say that he is claiming to be the leader of americans against russia which is like you, you can't figure out that's a fake name of a, of a terrorist group that just sounds too generic to be to be real listen why why don't we have scroll detection so <laughs> me thinks that everything is behind here because or maybe you know there's just so many people in um in high ranks that they would never allow it to be built but either way me thinks that unfortunately they'll be like yeah these terrorists they're dumb so this is how they would work americans against russia it's kind of on the on the nose and man. they Don't really wanted you to know right it was american it like usa america yeah. <laughs> like don't forget it's american <laughs> yeah. americans against russia that's what this was uh so we do see some news coverage we get and we get introduced to a bunch of characters in a rapid succession because we get a a picture of the english prime minister we get a picture of a general of nato and we also get another correspondent on i think this is probably supposed to be a doppelganger of fox news i think even the a network was like fxn or something mm -hmm. uh of a guy who is a uh you know news correspondent uh talking about there's no way america's responsible for this this is def this is obviously a false flag operation which i mean is is definitely true um so we you had to know if we get to introduce to all these characters in a row that something's going to pop up in in the near near future which it kind of does uh yeah. we we are back with gravik and he's in the he's in the car with gaia and uh she asked him how did you know fury would be there he says, I didn't know for sure, but I hoped. I really just kind of wanted to see how much of Fury was left. And he's just kind of old and vapors now. I could have I could have killed him if I wanted to, but I didn't want to give him what he wants, which is very uh, interesting kind of viewpoint on Nick. Um, maybe what Nick wants you to see, I, I don't know, that he wants yeah. to just kind of put out his misery. Uh, so Gaia and Gravik arrive to where they're going to show up to. And apparently this is a scroll council meeting. Uh, Gravik goes in, but Gaia is not allowed to you know take place she has to wait outside graphic meets with the council and wouldn't you know it it's pretty much all the people we just were introduced to in this kind of news surprise uh, surprise in this news um you know briefing here that we just saw we have the english prime minister we have the general secretary secretary general of nato and we have that news correspondent that was talking uh in that talking head who was talking about you know america's not to, you know obviously not to blame for this 
Uh, and we also and get a still on the nose, right? Like everything yeah. is green. In case you didn't know, they're right. scrolls. Like the whole damn room is green. Yep. Uh, we also get introduced. We also have a couple other people there, and we also just have someone that just they they greet her by just by the name of Shirley. We don't know what her what her title is. Yeah. Who she is in the world, um, but we just know her as Shirley. Uh, we have Gravik, you know. Telling them that so, someone's telling Gravik, oh, you didn't get the memo. This is supposed to be proper attire. And Gravik says, oh, you guys are doing everything human. You're doing human clothes. You're drinking the human wine. You're doing all the stuff humans would do. And, uh, you know, one of the squirrels says, well, better a human than a dog. Gravik <laughs> goes in this kind of monologue. Like, you know what? I like dogs. Dogs don't destroy themselves. Dogs have loyalty. Dogs don't attack, uh, you know, without provocation. Yeah, he and, said, how uh, dare you? Yeah, how dogs dare are you? Great. Humans. I love dogs. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shirley, Shirley then talks to Gravik about all the attacks and how they undermine the council. And they have called him there basically to determine his punishment for all the chaos and all the innocent human lives that he has ended. Gravik, for his part, is pretty indignant and says, you know, Fury promised us to home. He broke his word. He abandoned us. And I will be the one to ensure that we get a home because it will be here on earth because i'm going to take it over i'm going to take it for us he started a war and we're gonna win it uh, oh the- hush <laughs> yeah. he, he's very intense here he's just like starts slamming his fist against the table it's a war war and he like changes from uh scroll language to english when he says mm-hmm. war and i just i thought that was really interesting yeah because uh, I mean, he's kind of he's kind of shaming these people for yes. taking, for taking part in this American culture. Like they're all sitting around drinking wine and not, I guess, what Gravik would would prefer, which is you know, authentic scroll of uh, food and drink, which probably would be what he would be would want when he's there. He's like, you guys have really just taken this American life, and I think he's he, like I said, he's shaming them for kind of uh, acquiescing and just melding into the rest of america when he wants it to be a scroll he wants he wants there to be a scroll home world where they can Mm -hmm. all live like scrolls they can be in their scroll skin and uh you know live like that i guess so he's just kind of he's i think he's saying something you got you guys kind of lost the mission you kind of lost what we were here for i think is what his main point is yeah agree and i think he's just like tired of them uh being so assimilated that it's it's forgetting why why they're there and also like maybe who put them there right like that's another piece we're missing because is gravic kind of the muscle yeah was he just kind of a a uh you know like you said an enforcer or the muscle for yeah for the troops but now gravic wants to kind of uh take over in a way exactly Um, like is he like damn i've been working hard y'all you know are keeping your hands clean and now look yep y'all been living off the off the hog y'all been just in in your penthouses just being okay with living like a like a human uh, so one of the council members says so what's in your mind what, what's going to happen when the avengers return how how are they going to de- deal with the, with us if we try to take over grog says listen i got a plan for that trust me you have to give me your loyalty like wh- what do you say he turns to the prime minister and the prime minister says yes we've been talking and i i think they have to streamline our chain of command and she recommends making grovic their scroll general uh you know, one of the one of the people who is kind of the uh, he masquerades himself as the general of NATO. Yeah. He says, yeah. Listen, uh, how dare you bring this up? Like, I am the general of NATO. You can't tell me what I'm going to do. And for his troubles, he gets a throat chop from one of the oh, bodyguards that, that are sitting there. So funny. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I should not laugh at other people's pain. But the way that Gravik just like looked at the muscle. Right. And he was like, mm-hmm. hey, security, just like, please. 
Yeah, yeah take care. Take care of my light work. <laughs> oh, I uh, tried. So they then at this point they're gonna say, okay, so we're gonna take a vote, and if you are if you are accepting Ogravic as our our scroll general, uh, you will submit to him. So I guess submitting in this way is changing yourself back into your scroll form and kind of bowing to to mm-hmm. Gravik. Just so everybody submits to Gravik except for Shirley, even the NATO general, the Indian what, lady, yeah, is the, the only lady. smart one. <laughs> yes, I just want to yes. make that clear. <laughs> yes. So everybody, even the NATO general who was really against this, I guess, figures he's outvoted anyway. So his his you know kind of uh, wimpy self is just going yep. to submit and say, "Can't Fine. beat him, join him." Right. Exactly. Uh, so Shirley Shirley says, "Listen, you all have forgotten our history. We did not become refugees because we were unwilling to wage war. We became refugees because we were too willing to wage war." Tell him, girl. Tell him. <laughs> I won't accept your war. I will not submit. Gravik is actually pretty impressed. He says, listen, if I had a hundred of you, you could take the whole universe. Uh, listen, you are free to leave. No harm will come to you. And Shirley does does leave. Me uh, think Shirley's dead, right? Like, you I, know, I, I didn't think she's going to make it out of that building. I was That's surprised. That's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. Yep, agreed. I was surprised she had made it out of the building, but she does make it out of the building. And she immediately calls Talos and lets him know what's happened. Gravik yep. is now the general. Um, Talos says, listen, I want you to set up a meeting between me and Gravik. Um, I want to talk to him about my daughter. I was like, why do you think Shirley could not go back in here and start making ma- making meetings uh, with someone she just kind of dissed in a way? But this is why I think she was alive or left alive. Because I bet Gravik wanted Talos and, you know, everyone else connected to him, Nick Fury. Um, all of them to kind of know what was going on. So yeah, I feel like, like this a, was on purpose, like a yeah, plan. Yeah, send, send a message to your people. Tell yes, them I'm exactly. Yeah. Like, let them know, and I'm setting the trap up. Because he is so ruthless. I feel like this is this is the only reason he would do some nonsense like this. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, so Grava comes back to New Skrullos. He gets a standing ovation from all his people. They're all super proud of him. Gravik is, you know, acting real squirrely, whispering to people. So we, we don't know what Gravik is, is up to right now. We also see one of Gravik's kind of, uh, you know, I guess you would call him, I don't know, what would you call him, a, a, a lieutenant of Gravik's? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is Pabak. He's kind of, what is his name? No, Pagon. Pagon. Yeah, Pagon. He wants to see Pagon skulking around. Gaia follows Pagon into this kind of uh, scientist's kind of laboratory. And he's talking to the scientist there about, yeah, I went there and there was no harvest. He's talking about Gravik keeps telling me to go to these places to find the harvest, but I can't find it. Uh, it's, it's never there when he says it's going to be there. Uh, we see the, the scientist filling with stuff. She, she does something else. She argues with, with uh, Pagon for a bit. Uh, and it's very, very odd. There's like some some test she's running, so there's some bright light in this like kind of a machine thing. So I don't know. I, I we get a little. I give you a little inference of what's happening at a different point in this episode, but that was very interesting to see uh, what this was about. Yeah, and it seems like Gaia is almost like trying to figure out what this all means for her. I feel like, and she's oh. just like, "Where do I stand?" Like. Do- question is for everyone does she feel that you know she's almost like on the outs now i i'm gonna need guy to do something because she hasn't stand up sister yeah she hasn't done much here i i'm gonna need her to pick a side i'm gonna need her to show where her loyalties are i i do kind of think she was bamboozled in that end of the episode last last mm-hmm. week um so I, I don't know i think she's starting to come over to the other side but i i just don't know she's skulking around a lot trying to figure stuff out so i do think of, at some point She's going to come to the side of good. Yeah, that's I mean, it has to be right. Like, look who her parents are. Nepo baby, but in the best way possible. (laughs) So, like, please, she's destined for good. Yeah. Um, Back in London, there is a emergency summit with a bunch of the world leaders about these attacks. We come into the meeting and who else is there but Rhodey? Rhodey is uh, sitting there. He's kind of being questioned by a lot of the world leaders about uh, what Maria and what Nick were doing in Russia during the attacks. Why were they there? Rhodey says, listen, we can't prove for sure that they were there. These are just allegations. Um, and, the, you know, they say, Rhodey, why are you here and not the president? And Rhodey kind of gives it to him. Rhodey says, listen, I'm here as a courtesy. The president He's is busy. Me? <laughs> yeah, He does not have time to deal with these allegations until you have some real evidence. Uh, the president is going to be busy running the world's best military and the best nation. So I'm out. Which I was like, oh, OK. Please. Yeah, yeah. I did like how Rhodey was like. At this little funny beats where he's just kind of like he turns back to one of his associates like listen if Slovakia gives me the idea I'm on a carpet bomb that's well that was pretty funny uh on the way out of the meeting 
Rhodey gets a call, and wouldn't you know, it's from Fury. They banter a little bit. Fury says also Bart bombs the Machia. Like that, that was pretty funny. Uh, Fury gives Rhodey, he says, listen, I want to meet up. I want to, we got to talk. Rhodey says, listen, meet me at this at this tavern. Gives him a time, gives him a place. Uh, we come immediately to the meeting. Uh, you know, Nick comes in, sits down with Rhodey. Uh, you know, Rory says, "Listen, I'm this close to turning you over to the Russians. Yeah, and I, I I'm the trying. last, I'm the last friend that you have." Rory's tired of his shit. Like, yeah, honestly. Rory's Rory's done with this. Rory says, "You know, uh, Fury says, Listen, I've been trying to stop these attacks. I'm the, I'm on your side." Rory says, "Oh, you've been doing a great job. Two thousand people are dead. That's just fantastic." Fury says, "Listen, uh, what do you know about your security detail?" It kind of implies that Rody can't trust the security detail. So mm-hmm. Rody says, uh, what's going on? Fury says, what do you know about the scrolls? And we find out that apparently Rody has known for about 15 years about the scrolls. He's been briefed about them. And, you know, he says, you know, there was talk that they might invade at some point. And 15 years ago, there were people, there were ones that came down. But, you know, never thought much of it. Fury tells Almost, him, listen again why so everyone knows everything but yeah. us apparently at this point yeah and it, i mean the question is listen, i'm tired of it has Rody known for 15 years or is Rody a scroll who knows um is he coming with a cover i i, I don't, I don't know i th- i don't think he is yeah if i was to bet i would say Rody's not a scroll i just i don't think we can look at everybody and be like scroll 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 so I, there's gotta be definitely some people here that are well, and the white house is white remember so like yes. i don't so i think what they're trying to signify is like maybe it's not yet infected. Gotcha. Uh, Rhodey, uh, Fury tells him, listen, the invasion is not only like imminent, but it's happened. You, we've been invaded. Like they're, they're here now. And Moscow was just the beginning. Rhodey is like, well, don't you think we should like call our friends like to tell them about this? You know, like the super powered ones. My question is who are, who are the friends at this point? Okay, that okay, yes, that is exactly my question because mm-hmm. even when Gravik says, right, like, um, oh, the Avengers aren't coming. Why do you keep talking about the Avengers? Who who are the Avengers now? Yeah. Like, explain, please. I, I think in our in the world in the MCU right now, I don't think there is an Avengers. No. I don't think there is an official group of Avengers. I think uh when we talk about friends, I, I think probably it's like it's Sam. AKA Captain America. Oh, right. Uh, you know, who else? Uh, a Thor is off world, so we there's don't know where a, Thor is. There's a Hulk. Hulk. There's yep. a Black Panther. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, Ant Man, maybe. Oh, oh, God. Yeah. And the Wasp. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, these may be our oh, friends. Oh, and then obviously Captain Marvel. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, so, you know, those are our friends right now. But, but Fury says, yeah, listen, we cannot do that right now we don't want to risk them coming into the field of battle and getting duplicated mm-hmm. my question my question of that is like they i think we've proven that the squirrels don't need your human like body in attendance to duplicate you yes so um what? i don't know if we want to get to that yeah but because i noted some stuff in the um what is it the doctor's I forget their last name already. Uh, Dr. Dalton. Yeah, Dalton's. And also, uh, you know, just from last episode where uh, Gravik impersonated Nick. Right. So we, we don't need a human presence to duplicate you. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't done it already. Uh, you know what I mean? Well, I, they I think, might have. 
true yeah true so i mean I, I think if we had if we had unlimited budgets and unlimited actors we would have already had you know yes uh, exactly. we would have already had steve That's rogers right. and and all the people in in the place that'd be du- duplicated in this show yeah but if I think, ai was allowed right in exactly that way, exactly joan so, is awful <laughs> yeah so i guess this is their reasoning for why we can't have uh you know the hulk and <laughs> captain marvel appear in this show because no no we can't bring them in because they're going to get duplicated and turn be turned into terrorists yeah like, and yeah and we'll we'll get into it because i yeah so i looked up some of the dr dalton stuff so technically i feel like this is wrong that's what i mean yeah um and fury says listen this is my war and i need your backing Rhodey." yes says, no I, I i can't do that it's it's about politics uh you know i can't i can't just give up my you know my power to back you fury says i think you're forgetting who put you in that seat mm-hmm. he says guys like us don't get these seats we are some mediocre Alex Pierce's. We earned this in blood. Help a brother out. I said, oh. Okay. I know. I was like, oh, this cut too deep. Yep. Uh, actually, you know, I, I want I want to quote it. Um, Rody uh, at some point says, you do not want to play mine is bigger than yours with job titles right now, Fury. Trust me, I'm the last friend you've got. Fury says to him, men who look like us don't get promoted because of who our daddies know. Every ounce of power power we wrestle from mediocre Alexander Pierce's who run this world was earned in blood. So let's make the power mean something. Help a brother out. I said, okay. Uh, Fury is 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 throwing cards out there. He's like, I, I'll do whatever He's it tired. takes to, <laughs> yeah. to get your help. And this really this really riles Rody up. Rody says, listen, you should know better than most that the reason we wrestle the power from mediocre men who don't look like us was not simply to turn around and hand it to the men who do. The point of this power is to be uncompromising, be unsparing, to sit across from a man we greatly admire, who we share an entire professional, personal, and ancestral history with, and tell him without any reservation that he's fired. <laughs> this was a tour to... I love this this yes, back and forth and right here. This was fantastic. So needed. Because this is the first time a conversation like this has really happened, right? Correct. In the MCU. And That's you may exactly not, what I was going to say. Yep. Yeah, you may not even expect this conversation to happen in the MCU. This is a comic book mm-hmm. uh, show, comic and book Disney world. Maybe right, exactly. doesn't allow it either. Yeah. Yes, but this is a this is a real world conversation. This is real. This is real stuff here. And I think the best parts of comic book media and comic book uh you know works are when they're kind of rooted in real life and this is real this is for this is for real stuff here talking about how race you know you know this argument of like what you're going to do when you get the power are you going to help those out who you know are like you or are you going to do your job <laughs> seemingly right yeah also i wanted to be known right where um it's especially i think what's going on in the real world just right now with the um affirmative action and how you know like black folks specifically um and uh, black and brown folks but and i'm removing asians from that because we're being Mm -hmm. used as pawns baby um but you know but it feels so real right to where legacy admissions are still allowed but not you know the other but not quote-unquote race-based whatever that whatever the fuck that means sorry but it's just it's fascinating because if for me it the parallel is there right it feels very real that folks that 
grew up the way Nick Fury did. We saw, right? We heard, we've heard from him over and over again in the train, uh, in a previous movies where he just talks about him growing up and being segregated, right? Like literally um, growing up in that life to where he is now. This isn't by design, right? That's not what the system wants yeah. to be. It just, it, it is because of merit and I'm sure a little bit of luck, right? Like that we all end up thankfully in great places so it's so hard and so frustrating when you have to fight each other on right. it and i mean it's not like it's not like fury is is ancient and and uh brody no. is is so much younger than him but in a way it's like fury's generation worked this hard so that you know, Rody's generation can come up like this and now fury's looking for kind of a, a quid pro quo in a way and brody's like listen i i have to do my job i can't just let you do stuff because you're black. <laughs> yeah, so, and Rhodey's so always been a company man from yes, jump, sure. right? Since we met him. So are we surprised? No. Are we like, damn, help this guy out? Yes. Uh, yeah, and we come at it with a certain perspective because we know Fury's trying yes. to do us right. And Rhodey's just like, I I cannot help you out just because of, you know, because of uh, what I owe you or what and you, you might be a me. scroll. <laughs> right. Who knows what you're planning? You can, yes. you can get my ass fired. So I'm not all about it. And I think Rhodey's kind of, uh, you know, offended that, that Sam would kind of pull this card on him at the moment because this is a card to pull. Mm hmm. One thousand percent. And I think when you're in the heat of it and someone, you know, pulls it, it, it is hard. It's hard yeah. to hear. And you and you don't want it to be pulled against you, if that makes sense. Right. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, let, let's not forget that at the end of what Rhodey said, Rhodey tells Fury he's fired, basically. <laughs> and Rhodey said, listen, I'm, uh, you're, you're good. I'm going to take you to the airport. You're going to be taken to the airport. And, uh, you know, the it's, it's that's what it's going to be. And Fury says, they said you to fire me. <laughs> Rhodey says, no, I volunteered for this. And you earned all the smoke, brother. I was like, oh, oh, oh I could not stop laughing. I just, man. again, I was like, what are you going to fire him? Man was on another planet. Right. And, uh, you know, Fury, you know, the, the muscle that is with Rhodey tries to get Fury up and out. But Fury takes the upper hand and really kind of disarms the guy, seemingly breaks his shoulder and takes out the muscle. He kind of smooth, he kind of he swaggerly, smoothly is starting to walk his way out and comes over to Rory. He says, Listen, I'm Nick Fury. Even when I'm out, I'm in. I said, Oh shit. And all the way out. <laughs> so uh, good. So good. That, that that is Fury. That is the swagger that Nick Fury has. Yes. He's back with it. But then we see him walk out of the place and he steps out to this bench outside. He just starts like wheezing. He's like, oh my God. Like this took a lot out of Nick. This is like, he could not handle the whole thing and just be like, be cool with it. He, he, he it took a lot of power out of him to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of emotional, probably oh, yeah. stress as well. Just all of it together is probably so painful. Definitely. hundred um, percent. Meanwhile, we see Sonia Fallsworth. She uh, shows him at a butcher shop. Um, she asks where someone named just just he is, uh, and she gets directed to the back of the butcher shop. She comes back. She finds people torturing, kind of torturing the uh, quote-unquote American that they captured at the bombing in the beginning of this episode we, talk, mm -hmm. we talked about. Um, Sonia says something very interesting. So, Don't you guys know that beating your meat can take an eye out? <laughs> oh, I, mm, I was like, mm, all right, mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Sonia basically tells, because they're all Russian in that in that room. She tells the Russians, like, listen, I'm taking this over. She gives them, I guess, which is some kind of official uh, notice that she is now, you know, taking over this investigation or taking over the questioning or whatever. Uh, the, the 
Russian guys leave. So let's see. He hasn't talked yet. Um, Sonia asks him, so uh, just so I know, where is the escape hatch? <laughs> they they show her. It's like, okay, cool. Uh, once she's alone so with the quote-unquote American, she starts cutting off his, she starts by cutting off one of his fingers. And one of the fingers immediately turns back uh, green, confirming that he is a squirrel. Uh, but, but, you, you feel me? Like, I'm watching a, a Marvel uh, mm-hmm. a show on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, isn't that a little much? Like, what are y'all? Please give me some kind of a warning or something. Because I, the way I screamed, I was like, this is disgusting. <laughs> a little much for Disney Plus, but it's okay. It's all good. Uh, I mean, listen, coming up, Deadpool 3 is going to be rated R. So you're just over fine. It. At least it's rated R. So you know, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. What the hell is this? <laughs> this was not TVMA. Uh, back at New Skrullos, Gaia is on the computer. She's looking up what uh, she's kind of looking up what the scientist lady is up to, uh, and she stumbles upon what seems to be some files that indicate that we have some samples from uh, some notable names that we see here. We see a file on Groot. We see mm-hmm. a file on a Frost Beast. We see a file from Cull Obsidian, and we see a file on Extremis. So, I mean, listen, for those that aren't, that don't know, we're not up on their history, Groot, we know, I mean, most of you know Groot, if you listen to this. He's from Guardians of the Galaxy. He's the tree that says, I am Groot all the time. That's Groot. We see a frost beast, which, as I was, like, kind of looking at the file, I paused on it. It's, you know, origin is from Jotunheim. So, obviously, Jotunheim is the realms in, Ask, uh, you know, among Asgard of the world tree. That is yes. the kind of uh, icy one that Loki originally uh, was birthed in. Okay. Uh, which I, I think that if I'm thinking about where they got these kind of samples from, I'm thinking like in Thor 2, there was a lot of kind of uh, portal switching and some, mm-hmm. uh, some you know, things and people ended up in uh, on Earth. So I think that's, that may be where they got the Frost Beast sample from. Uh, we also see Cullopsidian and we see a we see a picture of, a, of his hand there. And I do remember that when we were in uh, Infinity War. And Cole Obsidian showed up. Yes, correct. Doctor Strange, I think, portaled him away and got his hand cut off and left mm-hmm. on Earth. So I'm guessing that's where they got that from. That's what, yep. And the, yeah, yep. yep. And then we see Extremis, which is Tony Stark's kind of technology that, not, not Tony Stark's technology, the Mandarin's technology from mm-hmm. Iron Man 3. Uh, so that makes sense of where they may have gotten, picked up a sample of that from, from that uh, from that adventure. <laughs> so they kind of, my guess is like someone goes around and just starts collecting these different samples from these different places from where these people were you know were fighting or left some body parts group may have left a tree limb just uh, around in the uh in the infinity war skirmish right before everybody got dusted i don't know and they all just so we know says like dna yeah yeah Uh, which is why i think it's really interesting because it seems like like you were saying before we don't we don't need the human you know the whole the whole body rather right to be in the same area it seems like just give me a shred a hair something and i'm i'm gonna duplicate your ass yeah so i mean what i'm guessing is happening here um and we and some of the previews kind of confirmed this because we did see a scroll look like he had uh the group powers where they could uh you know stretch out their limbs that look like trees or whatever Mm -hmm. uh so my guess is this is a way they're incorporating superpowers into the squirrel's dna and whatever the scientist lady is up to that's what she's trying to do she's trying to incorporate uh whatever dna into the squirrel so they can have the same superpowers that these people have 
Uh, so that that's my guess on what's going on here. I think I'm I think I'm pretty dead on on that. I think yeah, we'll, I think we'll Super that. Scrolls, right? That's what they yes. are. Um, yeah, yeah, I think they're coming. Yes, for sure. Um, so Gravik comes upon Guy, kind of catches her in the act, and she kind of covers. She says, "Oh, I'm just checking on my our new recruit to see, you know, what uh, what they're up to, what what they're going to be doing." Uh, Gravik talks to Guy. Says, "Listen, uh, you know, when we we found our inside man broken, let's go grab." She does. He does banter with her about a little bit, like uh, you know, when you first came to me, I was surprised the failed the the daughter of a failed general. But I now know that you only did what a coward like him could not do. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Um, back with Sonia and Brogan, you know, uh, she is uh, kind of torturing him. Uh, Brogan is the is the real name of the of the American Squirrel guy. She's continuing the torture. Um, she injects him with something that's going to make his blood boil to I think she was like 160 degrees. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Yeah, that was wild. He does say, go ahead, stick it in my arm. It's fine. I, I was wondering if, like, there's something he could do with his physiology to make it not affect him if she put it in his arm. Mm-hmm. But she intends to actually just kind of, she actually puts it in his butt uh, is where she Oh, my it. God. I almost, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't understand this whole moment of anything. Yeah, who knows what the scroll physiology yeah, is Yeah, like, like I'm why. just like, what's going on? Like, I know that we have to remember this, right? And we have mm-hmm. to be like, okay... This is how maybe you can be a scroll. If you want to, if you want to hurt a scroll, get him in the butt. Yeah, apparently the ass is the way, right? So I'm yeah. just laughing because all of it just kills me. Yeah, so this guy's blood is boiling. You can see the red kind of veins glowing in him, and he's he's really struggling. Uh, Sonia is asking questions. She's like, "Where is Gravis compound?" He swears he doesn't know. He can't give any information. She says, "Listen, I need something, or you're going to get another one of these shots." Uh, Brogan says, listen, okay, all right, all right. Gravik is building a machine. The only thing I know about it is it's supposed to make us stronger. Uh, meanwhile, outside, the, the scrolls uh, led by Gravik are beginning the mission to rescue Brogan. Uh, Sonia is, is still questioning uh, still questioning Brogan. She says, who is leading the science for this? He says, I don't know. It's it's a married couple. Um, I can't say. Gravik will kill me if I say. She's like, well, listen, it, it, your options aren't great here because if Gravik doesn't get you, this kind of will. She says, fine. Their name, the, the name of the married couple is, is Dalton. Um, outside the room, the Russians are, are standing outside of where Sonia is interrogating Brogan. Uh, they're just kind of chilling, you know, getting some sausages. But all of a sudden, the men start getting taken out by Gravik and his team. It's a full-on assault, full-on action movie, guns are blazing everywhere, taking all the Russians out. Sonia hears this commotion and begins to make her escape. She knew she was, she knew this was coming. She tells Brogan, "Well, looks like your lift is here." <laughs> so she kicks Brogan out of the way because he's, uh, you know, on top of the escape hatch. She opens the hatch and she is uh, on her way out. Um, Gaia is also hearing this. She kind of makes a, uh, you know, makes an excuse to get out of the car because the mm-hmm. it's only her and the new recruit in the car. That new recruit that we met last episode that came to the gates. He's also in the car with her. She makes an excuse to get out of the car. She makes a call. We don't really see who she's calling or what she's talking about. She's speaking in Russian. That's what we know. Uh, Sonia is escaping through the escape hatch. Uh, we see you see her get out, <laughs> kind of crouching down, crawling through this escape hatch. Yes. <laughs> um, we rescue Brogan. Graphic is, says, uh, hold up. Before we leave, what I want to know what you told her. Brogan lies and says, I, I didn't tell her anything. All I told her was lies. Uh, we are now in the getaway car. Everyone is piled into the car. We are escaping. We're going to the safe house. But then we see uh, police are at the escape house. 
so I, I think uh, we're to infer that for whatever reason, Gaia was snitching on the safe house to Russian. Yes, one hundred percent, she was, or at least trying to, right? Um, yeah. And we knew it would come back, not on her. Yeah, I, I want to know what her intention was for this exactly. What did she think was going to happen at this point? I'm not sure that she wanted what's about to happen to happen, but oh, really? They, yeah, they go, you know, they say, okay, well, how did they find out about this safe house? And immediately suspicions go to Brogan. So because of this, we go deep into the forest. Um, and Pagan and Brogan get out of the car. You know, poor Brogan. He's like, are we, are we almost home? Like, Bless your soon. heart. <laughs> so we kind of see in the background um, that Pagan has taken Brogan out to the forest and puts poor Brogan out of his misery. So, I mean, I'm not sure that's what Gaia wanted to happen. I'm not sure what, what Gaia's oh, plan was. Because she's like a good person. Yeah, I don't think she really, I don't think she necessarily intended for, for Brogan to be put out of his misery. Um, I just don't know what her intention was of getting the safe house, um, you know, read it out. Because maybe there is something bigger being planned right now. I maybe. felt that Gaia was like, they're leaving me out. They're doing stuff that maybe I don't necessarily agree with, right? Mm -hmm. And they're they're moving a little too extreme, so now I think it's time that I do something about it and kind of start the pause, basically. Okay, I can see that. Um, so we are back with Fury. Uh, he finds a car that he has stashed away. He drives it out to this house, right? He enters the house. Before he gets into the house proper, we see a scroll in the kitchen cutting up carrots. Okay? Scroll mm -hmm. in the kitchen cutting up carrots. Fury enters the house. We're like, hmm, what's going to happen here? Uh, he comes in, he greets the woman, but by the time he has gotten to the woman, this woman has chained from her scrollness into the personage of a kind of a, you know, a older black woman. Um, he gets to her. She's up. Oh, wait a minute. You're forgetting something. He says, oh, OK, sorry. He goes back. He puts on a ring on his on his left ring Ooh. finger, telling us that this man is married to this woman. They make a big show of it. He holds up his hand and he puts the ring yep. on the finger. So In case he didn't understand. <laughs> right. So we can all see what he's doing. Um, and they kiss. And that ends the episode. So it's like, huh. So many questions here. Now, I'm not going to say that it's such a, such a bold shock that Nick Fury is married. Okay. That's not like a shocking shocker. Okay. That's something that is not that, that much out of the realm of possibility. Yes. The question is, does Nick know that this is a scroll or not? I think so. Because that would I, be, yeah. I think this is Vara. I think this is the woman that yes, we met. Yes, and that's what um, my my little Easter egg sources have also said. Yeah, because it sounds like her. Even though we only heard like a couple words from Vara in the beginning, it sounds like her. And I don't know if I'm trying to make it fit, but I'm like... This scroll woman, her face, even though it's green right now, it has a bunch of makeup on it, kind of looks like the same face as this woman at the end. So I'm like, I don't know. But the question for me is, if Nick knows that she is a scroll, why does she feel she has to change into her human form before Nick sees her? 
Oh, it had, I don't know. The voice was so similar. This is someone mm-hmm. that he was since the 90s really yep. like in deep relationship with. So yep. I'm having a hard time believing that it isn't her, right? And they definitely sound the same. Uh, New Rock Stars is what I went to like even make sure I'm not tripping. Mm-hmm. And they actually did a voice side by side. Oh, they, they're so fancy over there. Yeah, and they, they were like, okay, let's do a look back. Uh, and then, you know, it was Vara talking, and then it was her saying, put your ring back on. And t- again, it sounded like that, but it could be our own bias, right? Like, I don't right. know. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so hold that, maybe, because she's not um, – Vara, I think, is not – uh, credited right or someone isn't credited which is why people are like why that's weird interesting and and to to even give us the name vara is like okay why yes. would you give us a name if it's not important right so you know the, the flow chart is if the scroll if this lady is the scroll vara there's no way nick doesn't know that this is that person uh, which would say Nick knows he is married to a scroll. Mm-hmm. The other one is if this isn't Vara, if Nick doesn't know that this woman is a scroll, if Nick does not know that he is married to a scroll, what kind of implications would that bring oh, to, it's, it's to this show? Uh, so I, I don't know which one is more interesting to me. Like, I think it would be fun to see. And I, and the, this flashback could be got in the beginning of the show with Nick meeting Gravik. I hope we get a scene like that every episode here on out to kind of build up the bond between Gravik and Fury. Because I could see a world where Fury and Vara get together. They bring Gravik in as kind of a mm-hmm. surrogate son, not a biological son, but they take care of Gravik. They they kind of are surrogate parents to him. And this is why Gravik has such a, a grudge against Fury, that Fury disappeared on him when he was like his surrogate father. And, and maybe he was too busy for him during the 30 years that he's known Gravik. I think that would be an interesting story. But also interesting story is that Nick is married to a scroll. He doesn't know it. Exactly. And he at some point has to take out his wife. Wait, that would be so embarrassing. It him. would, right? I don't think they would do that to Fury. I don't think that they would, uh, you know, the powers that be would would tell us that Nick Fury is is not even a great spy enough to know because that he was could married you, to a scroll. Could you take it serious? Yeah, right? I, could you take Nick Fury serious if this whole time he was like gasp what yeah like what kind of super spy doesn't know these married to a squirrel yeah that's so, what i'm saying so my money is on that nick knows about Mara. he knows that or are they both lying to each other good question it's also i mean it's the fact that she was a scroll and then changed to a human just for nick like i don't think nick would be like Ugh, green get that green out of here you right. transfer back to this woman that i can find palpable i don't think that they would make fury that kind of person <laughs> and Damn. i just so the, the question for me is why she changed immediately did she become one of nick's agents and that was the form she took while she was an agent for nick and that's she they kind of fell in love while she was at form so she wants to keep that form for him mm-hmm. i i don't know how to explain that i i i can't wait for the explanation to come to come out to figure out what's going on here exactly yeah um, but, they might just both be double crossing each other that mm. that would be the only thing that makes sense but again what kind of mr and mrs smith nonsense is this yeah it's gonna be very interesting to figure out the answers to that and, and i do hope we, like i said we I hope we get more of graphic and nick in the old days to see because we haven't gotten a lot of Nick even talking about Gravik, really, mm-hmm. uh, as to know what his relationship with Gravik was like back in the day. We know that Gravik has a big grudge against Fury, but we haven't really gotten any 
content about what Fury feels about Gravik um, as a scroll that he knew and knows. Oh, very much agreed. Or the last thing is in the next minute, right, of, of episode three, we see her turn back into the scroll. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I, that would be interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's so so many questions that have been brought upon this 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 episode, and that's why part of why I really love this episode. There's so much packed into this mm-hmm. into this hour uh, to really get my my juices flowing and to really think about what's in the future, what's going to come up. So I'm really excited to talk about the next episode as well to see where yeah. we're going. Me too, because I hope that they don't drag this out too long, right? Where all of a sudden now he's just like done. You know, and it's just like a whatever that he's married and we don't talk about that until the end end. That would be really annoying. So I pray. I just. Yeah, I kind of hope we come in. We come into the next episode, like right where we left off. And Fury basically just tells his wife everything that's been happening. Like, because he like she's Vara. She knows about all the stuff that's happening. She gives him Mm -hmm. counsel or something because it seemed like. It seemed like in the beginning of this episode, Vara is not is not one to be trifled with in the, in the first place. She seems like up with it. She's not just some like rando scroll. She's like, yep. she's in it with Nick. So I, I hope that that's I hope she's more of a partner in crime for Nick than anything else. And he has kept her a secret so to, to I guess protect her in a way. Yeah, agreed. So let's see. I don't know. It's just. I hope that this isn't like a weird Mr. and Mrs. Smith or that they're about to punk Nick Fury. Because yeah. also, doesn't she feel bad that he's just been uh, gone? Or was she on Saber with him? Right? That's like, there's so question. many questions. Yep. So I'm I'm excited to learn more about, about this. And I hope they, they really give us the answers next week. Don't make us wait another two weeks Seriously. or something like that to get more answers on it. Um, but yeah, that's that's our episode. Um I you know, all this talk about Carol Danvers. I I I mean, mm. and listen, I wouldn't think that Carol Danvers would show up at the end of Miss Marvel, but she did. Um so nah, they're pissing me off with it. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that we get a Miss Marvel camp. I'm sorry, Captain Marvel cameo here. <laughs> gotta, gotta get my Captain and Mrs. straight. Uh, <laughs> I messed your last episode. Um, but I hope we get a Captain Marvel cameo uh, at some point because they're they're naming her a lot here. I mean, like, where, like where's if, her? What are you, Chris Rock at the Oscars? Like, stop. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, y'all keep talking about like Carol, 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 Carol. She is doing what she needs to do. Well, why is Nick taking all the heat? Get, get, Captain, get Captain Marvel down here. Let her take some heat from this. Nick's oh getting all the heat in here. Oh, my God. <laughs> it just, like, kills me, all of this. Man, but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's our episode. Uh, hope you all enjoyed it like we did. Um, Sasha, what have you been up to? Where can the people find you? Yes, you can find me as always on Rob as a website slash mess feed where I'm covering pop culture, celebrity gossip, hot topics, you name it. We're covering it. Um, and I am covering Below Deck Sailing Yacht with Rob. We only have two more episodes left, y'all, or one? No, maybe two. Two more episodes left. Um, really sad, but check that out on Bravo TV Rahap Ups feed um this week Chappelle joined me uh Rob was away for just honestly a <laughs> wild um ridiculous episode check that out it's on YouTube as well and I was on the big brother what was it the first boots draft 
just wow okay vote for table number one everyone and with that uh you can follow me i guess on twitter at fun size underscore oh four oh no it is what it is but that's what i'm doing what about you jason uh listen you can find me on twitter right now at jarr one zero a five but don't you know don't bother following i don't want to be one of your uh 600 tweets wasted so so you don't even have to bother following me i don't talk about anything that interesting so don't waste one no he does he very much does especially when it comes to superhero stuff he'd be in oh yeah so we were in a we were were both involved in a twitter like dispute about uh some movies some movie nonsense over the past week literal nonsense (laughs) yes uh so yeah find me on twitter if you want to um but you can definitely find me in a couple different places talking about a couple different things you can find me on post recaps uh once again talking about the show hijack um the first week the first week is over uh the next week will be episode three technically because week one was episodes one and two it's Mm -hmm. a really great series actually so far uh starring idris elba it's about uh he's on a plane that's been hijacked and he's trying to find his way around it trying to figure out what's going on it's a fun series i do that show with marissa garza check that out also on the rob has a podcast for hap ups network i'm talking about the show married at first sight with my host with my co-host asia welch uh that season is just about up we're going to be doing the finale podcast next week so come check that out you can also find me on the show crime scene i was a guest we talked about the <laughs> kind of devastating and really emotional uh documentary take care of maya check me out there um you can also check me out coming up on the 90 day fiance wrap up with puya this coming week so check me out when that comes out as well um that's it for me for now <laughs> it's quite a list for it at the moment <laughs> um but uh you know check come back next week we'll be talking about episode number three um and until then always ask yourself who It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.